Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well this week. I've missed you, I always, always, always miss you and I think I'm starting to now record only on Thursdays. Update mi familia that flew in both from Pennsylvania and Denver. Denver, ha. Denver recently went back just a couple of days ago. So I've been able to get back on my routine. If you're kind of curious of like, Estrella, what are you talking about? Go ahead and give a listen to my previous episode from last week and I'll go into more detail. But it's so crazy because I don't know about you, but I can have a like my schedule, right? Like a set little schedule. And it goes well for a couple of weeks. But as soon as something, algo pues importante, obviamente, that shifts certain things, then I just go with it. But as long as the work is still getting done, I'm just, I don't know. But it looks like we're Thursdays now. We're going to try and keep it at Thursdays too because I also noticed that Wednesdays I do still have my energy But Thursdays, I feel like my energy is just a little different porque pues obviamente it's Friday Junior and unless you have Saturday classes or Saturday work, that's a different story. But even then, even then it's still somewhat of, I guess, you know, and I'm, well, you know, but anyways, if things change, si cosas cambian, you'll be the first to know, but I'm just so excited to talk to y'all today. I was actually looking forward to it literally all week, specifically today. So much has happened. I mean, so much has happened in regards to just things popping up. I officially filmed my first ever all Spanish brand video, which I was both excited and nervous about. Porque, como ustedes ya saben, I am bilingual. I don't, I guess I would categorize myself as a no sabo kid. But I just don't use that term often porque I don't want us, including myself, to subconsciously fear from using our Spanish. Porque, yeah, for a lot of us, our English language is a bit more dominant than our Spanish, specifically because, you know, we're, we're here in the States, cosas así, but... Yeah, that's why I personally refrain from using the no sabo term. I'm completely aware of it. I know it's a thing. I know it can be validating and empowering in its own way. Like, I'm not going to not say it's not. It's just I know for, like, what I tell myself, it's best where I'm just like, no, like, just do the thing, Estrella. So I was nervous, and I was actually getting, like, frustrated porque as I was – because, you know, I used – a couple of advanced terminologies in Spanish, ¿verdad? Porque it's for a campaign. I'm not going to give too much detail until it's out, but it's for a very good cause. And obviamente, I had to use more advanced Spanish vocabulary on certain things. And I was saying it right in my head, but as soon as I would say it with my mouth, it's like I would mispronounce a C and an E, or I would mispronounce an R, algo así, ¿verdad? So I would get frustrated. And then it's kind of hot because my home office, it doesn't have AC. So I do have to wake up early. But the good thing is 
the room I'm working in for my office, it doesn't get hot until I want to say 1.30. And then it's hot from 1.30 to I want to say 4. So I got to, I kind of time it. And then for the rest of my workday, what I'll usually do is I'll go to my younger sister's room porque she has, um, she has one of those AC units that you put in the window. You know what I'm talking about? Porque the our AC in the house, it just doesn't work that well. I don't re really remember why, so I can't give you all the logistics, but that's kind of how it's been. So when I go work in my younger sister's room with the whole AC window thing, como se dice, it's typically work that I'm doing just like read or catch up y cosas así. And you're probably thinking, Estrella, why don't you just get like a built-in AC unit for your office? Well, I had thought about that and I talked about it with my mom and things like that, but I don't know how to explain it, but the room that I'm working in, I think I've mentioned it, they, my parents have a lot of alcohol in here, <laughs> pero también it's, it's kind of considered a green room. So it gets hot very easily. So even if you have like, I mean, it gets hot very easily during like its prime times. But last year when my older sister was still living here before she got her casa with her husband, she had her office in here because she worked from home and she had a AC unit in the window. But just because the way the room is built and it's built with the intent of being like a green room with plantitas everywhere because my parents' house is from 1950, so it's fairly older, like it's a lot, lot older. And you can definitely tell that this is a green room. Like, But it's okay, we just make it work, we make it happen. And yeah, I, I don't even know where I was going with this whole little tangent, but that's essentially why I don't have a, a built-in ace, like the window AC thing that I'm talking to y'all about. Porque my sister had it and the room would actually never get cool. And the bill would just go so high and the room just wouldn't get cool. So she ended up having to move her actual work office into the main living room because that's where we have the other AC unit, allí. But oh, I can't do that because, well, one, I do kind of need my own little space and like to write and record and stuff like that. Pero también, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like my parents' living room, it's like the lighting's not the greatest. I'm not saying the lighting in my office is the greatest. It's just, I don't know. I think it just has to do with like the energy vibe. I don't know. I don't know. And plus, to be fair, everybody hangs out in the living room. Like if they're not in the rooms, they're chilling, watching TikToks in the living room. And I kind of don't want to be bothering them when it's just I can just make it work over here. And the good thing about me is that I don't know if you could relate, but I don't know what it is, but I do better in heat than cold. I mean, if I have to do cold, me aguanto. I mean, for crying out loud, both my New York trips were during the snow time, the snow. That's when, you know, I was born and raised in California. But you know what I mean? It's just, I can still function in the heat. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, like, no sé. At least for the time being, I don't want to be jinxing all of that. But anyways, so those are all, I guess, the fun updates with that. Oh, and one of the fun things, ah, my gosh, okay, so... Oh my gosh, I I need it. I feel like with my transitions per episode and things like that, I'm pretty okay, but then sometimes I just get all excited. But oh, the next thing I wanted to talk to y'all about. So this morning, yes, this morning, bef like 
this day, this morning, before I actually started recording, I had a interview with a pretty big magazine. Hopefully it comes out, fingers crossed. I don't know if I've shared this with all of you in the past, but sometimes in this industry, I'm talking about like social media, entrepreneurship, cosas así, it's just things aren't always a guarantee. Like you can even go through with the interview, but sometimes it just things won't happen. For example, I don't remember if I mentioned this, but I said it on a TikTok video a few months back. And it was when I was just recently rejected from PhD programs. And I was working at a coffee shop or whatnot. And I actually got in contact with some with a journalist from the New York Times who was working on an article about la gente who experienced rejections and how they celebrate, honor them. And the timeline, it kind of worked out porque, as many of you know, once I didn't get into the PhD program, I did not, I didn't shy away from it. I shared it with all of you on all my platforms. And the timing worked out. And I was able to, I actually got interviewed writing-wise by the New York Times person, but the article just never went up. I don't know if it's because her main person changed their mind. I don't know if like just uh, so many things can happen behind the scenes. And I wanted to think of like more examples of things that could happen as to why things won't go through in this industry. But I'm not that much of an expert yet to even be able to say, if you know what I'm saying. But yeah, so it's just things like that. But in regards to this interview that I had today for a specific magazine, I am so, so excited about. I really hope it goes well. It's, I mean, goes well in the sense where it gets published because, again, anything can happen. And I even went ahead and took, because interview questions were sent to me, and there were three that I felt, yeah, I could answer myself based on my experiences, based on my like past, past podcast interview episodes and off of the internet, right? But I went ahead and asked those questions on my social media handles and a lot of your responses came in clutch. It really did, which then helped me get better prepared for this interview because I don't know if I can emphasize this enough, but for example, this interview, like this interview as is as much yours as it is mine. The same with the TEDx talk. The TEDx talk is as much yours as it is mine type of thing. That's always the mindset I have. And I know a lot of it just has to do with the fact of how I choose to approach the way I produce content, the way I choose to lead as a community leader here at Cafecito con Estrellita. So I'm fingers crossed it works out. Fingers crossed it gets published because just like my TEDx talk, the way that I answered and addressed these questions because they they the hint that I could give is that they had a lot to do with how Latine, Latinex, students experience, feel about Hispanic-serving institutions, HSIs. And I personally attended two, UCSB and Cal State Stanislaus. And even when I was at Cal State Fullerton for some time, I was going to add my community college onto the list, but I don't think my... No, no, it's not. But anyways, anyways, I did attend other HSIs for some time. So I felt, okay, I have the platform. I have the credibility. 
and with, you know, being doing my line of work publicly, publicly for the last three years. I'm not, that's not including all the work I did as an undergrad researcher, as a peer mentor, et cetera, which that is about 10 years as I've shared with all of you. But it was so, so crazy, mi gente, porque this interview, I was prepping since yesterday because in this industry, a lot of the times you'll have one thing y luego otras cosas pasan, just like I, I had mentioned. But, oh my gosh, I could not sleep. And I could not sleep because I was so nervous. Porque I wanted to make sure I could give the best answers I possibly could while also being taken seriously. Porque I know a lot of the times, like, if you were just to Google or even just hearing cafecito con estrellita, it just sounds cute. It sounds like, oh, like, okay, let me see. But then when you actually get to the root of the topics I cover, the root of the engagement and empowerment that we all he have here at Cafecito con Estrieta, it's like, whoa, she's more than just cute. And, you know, and that's why oftentimes with things like these big milestones I've had, I like to show up as overprepared as possible because I know I've reached a point where I am considered an expert in my field, which I love, just makes me nervous. But I own that nervousness because that means that this is something I care about, that I care about it so much I wanted to do as well as possible to truly impact and inspire who it's meant to impact and inspire, which, as many of you know, is all of you including myself. And oh my gosh, it was just so crazy. But ah, that's why I'm telling you, I don't think I had mentioned, or maybe I already did, but I really had to meditate before this podcast episode. I actually also had half of a truly, don't judge me. And then I was watching, if any of you have Netflix, there's like this new Puss in Boots movie out. I don't know when it came out, but this is my second time watching it. And I don't want to throw, in, throw any spoilers out there, but I had my whole little therapeutic meditation type of process before this episode because, like, I just, I was having icky migraines from, like, the stress and then having to quickly record after because I had my whole little schedule. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I had my whole little schedule and then boom. It's like, what? ¿Qué? Huh? Ahora, mi gente, transitioning... But somewhat still the same topics. Now, I think I've already mentioned it. Oh, my gosh. The more I... We need to have a new segment. Um, every time Estherita says think, <laughs> we need to take like... I don't know. Let's not say take a shot. Okay, every time Estherita says think or even like, we have to tell ourselves something good about ourselves. So an affirmation. So every time I do that, we have to give ourselves a self-affirmation type of thing. Pero I've been so proud of my TikTok game as of recently, and I'm still doing similar content that I had always done, but what I'm specifically talking about is, for example, I made a video using a fact sheet from unidos.us. Definitely check them out. They have great resources, information in regards to our community and things that happen even outside of academia para nuestra gente. 
And this video I had titled Latino, Latina, Latinx Trends in Higher Education, Student Depth Edition. Now, I know it definitely had to do with the TED Talk, but also the last you know, few years I had been doing the podcast and my other speaking engagements, it helped prep me for the TED Talk. But anyways, I just started to get more confident as a speaker. I started getting more confident as somebody who shares knowledge in, again, the area of expertise I hold very proudly, higher ed. And I don't know about you, but when I rewatch my talking videos, when I'm showcasing an article or my talking videos of me, I've been doing a lot more scholarship videos for all of you. I just, I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy. And I'm not going to lie, like the scholarship videos and the videos about me addressing, again, a higher ed Latino trend, such as student depth, it may not get the most engagement in comparison to my videos when I say mijita and I'm using my very reassuring voice and cosas así, ¿verdad? But I don't know. I, I don't care in a good way because I know my more super informative videos, the way that I do it will be impacting the ones who are meant to be impacted at that moment in time. And yeah, I'm still at the same following range on TikTok at about 36,000. I've only like moved a little bit since I want to say May. We're in August. I've only moved a little bit, nothing crazy, but I'm happy and I'm and honestly, I think I even started losing followers once I started implementing the talking videos on TikTok with me using the data sheet and research. But again, I just I don't mind because I just feel more fulfilled. I feel more fulfilled in the sense where I'm doing what I've always wanted to do, which obviously empowering all of you with mis consejitos, reassurance, and sharing resources here and there. But now it's just I'm able to push it up a knot, notch and actually take the time to put in the work with the scholarships. And I know I talked about this last week too. It just, it really makes a difference. And it's just week by week, I keep opening my eyes to it more and more. Ahora, mi gente, one of our other most popular conversations we have here at Cafecito con Estrellita. And don't worry, I'll take a few steps back to talk about the student debt edition, debt, 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 student debt edition more. But I wanted to bring something up that I was talking about on IG threads. So I had asked a question, do you ever feel like you're just not doing enough? And I feel like on a weekly basis, like every week, at some point it hits me, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. And some weeks, that statement hits harder than others. But specifically today, it really did. And I'm like, ah, even though I was doing good, but it's just crazy, right? And then La Brega Wellness, shout out to her, she went ahead and shared this after I asked, do you ever feel like you're just not doing enough? All the time. I feel like I'm doing enough to earn the privileges and access to space I've gained through education. I feel like I can't be humble enough, but also I can't toot my horn enough 
to have people recognize all the labor. The scales never balance. And oh, mi gente, when I tell you that hit me to my core, it really did because one, I felt validated and two, I don't know if I've ever shared this with all of you, pero as many of you know, I'm very big on empowering one another. I'm very big on sisterhood. I'm very big on cosas así, ¿verdad? And I don't, because I, I just have such a soft spot for women. And I know it has to be, I know it has to do with the huge fact that I come from a family of all mujeres y cosas así, but I just, I also know that sometimes, whether it's subconsciously or not, but it's also because of what all the pressures that society puts puts on us as women. And if you recently saw the Barbie movie, you know what I'm talking about. It's just, it was mentioned where it's just women hate on women and men hate on women. And it's just, when I hear things like that, it hurts and it makes me so sad. And because of that, I do what I can every day, not just to be a good person, but to also be good to women, be good to myself, not get catty, not to... And I don't want to lie to y'all. Of course, I have my little moments donde me fijo. Like when I catch myself, donde estoy fijándome en, la, en lo que está haciendo la gente, like I'm seeing like, what are they doing? Why aren't I, why aren't I at the same level? And it's all these mind things, right? And a lot of that can come from me scrolling on social media for a super long time, which is why, honestly, since I became full-time entrepreneur, I just, I don't scroll on social media the same way as I used to, which also is very good for me because I'm in front of the screens, screens for a long period of time during the day. But when I, 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 even subconsciously for me, and I would consider myself a good person, a person that wants all of us to win because there really is room for all of us. I like to catch myself and to feel accountable with that. So when I have my little moments where I'm like, okay, I'm overdoing it, like not overdoing it where I'm, but more of just like, I'm starting to catch myself on the, I'm seeing what are they doing, then questioning myself and then comparing and nobody likes that. And for the long run, nobody wins at the comparison game. Nobody wins at all. And I don't know if this coping mechanism I'm about to share with you is healthy. It probably isn't, but I'm still on my own journey with just everything. But one thing that I do when I noticed that I'm just, you know, comparing, like I had mentioned, I start to push myself into a direction where like, all right, Estrella, you're focusing too much on this. You're starting to compare on this. We're not about that. We don't do that because... You know, Estrella, at the root of it, at the root of it, if we aren't supporting each other as mujeres and genuinely rooting for each other, nobody wins. Nobody. Because we have so many things against us in the, in the first place. So, Estrella, because you're starting to feel like this, we're going to turn you to this direction and you're going to work. Vas a hacer trabajo until you get those comparison thoughts or whatever other thoughts that are trying to get into your head, out of your head, which then can lead me working long, crazy work days because I don't want to be scrolling on social media. I don't want to. And then you're like, yeah, I could go out and see friends and stuff like that. Like, And I have been going out a little bit more lately, which is good, but I just, I've, 
honestly, I haven't really seen anybody since I've moved back to SoCal. No amigas, nada. Not because I don't want to, but it was just, I wasn't kidding when I said that I don't have a lot of funds right now, money. And yeah, most of my outings lately have been with my sisters and then a couple dates, but you know, I'm not paying for the dates. <laughs> Sorry, I just felt like I had to say that. But anyways, so I just, I'm still in this little circle, this era of just keeping my head down and working. And then if I catch myself comparing, I stop myself. I'm like, you need to work more, which then obviously working more at an intensive rate is a surefire way to lead to burnout. But I'm still trying to figure out like how to just, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I also don't want you to have the assumption that, because you all know this since day one, I just, I just naturally work a lot. It's kind of part, it's kind of ingrained in me. I don't know how else to explain it, but I don't, I don't want you to think that, that every time I work hard, it's because I think bad of, no, 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 that's not that. I don't want it to lead into that direction. It's just, you know, when I start to notice, I have little moments like that. I'm like, okay, Estrella, what can you do? Or like, for example, I'm sure y'all can relate to this, but I definitely have had a history of I eat when I'm bored. That's pretty common. Most of us go through it, especially when you have such great snacks, like Mexican snacks and any other type of Latino, Latina snack. You know what I'm saying? But because I'm also trying to watch like my health, y cosas así, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, Estrella. You are over snacking. You don't need to be over snacking. You're over snacking because you're bored. So go do something productive. Go work. Hacer algo. So either go on a little walk or come here and work on whatever I have to work on for Cafecito con Estrellita. And yeah, y'all are probably thinking, wow, Estrella, you're kind of crazy. Like what? But I just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I'm just trying to figure it out. It's crazy. It's very, very crazy. And I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but maybe like it can reassure somebody, validate somebody, because trust me, it's, it's crazy what us as people, you know, whatever you identify yourself with, it's crazy what we'll do with the time we are given each day. It's so crazy. And sometimes I feel like we're in positions where it feels like we're almost maxing it out. That's why I always give a huge shout out to Latina moms because it's just like, how do you do it? I'm trying, but I'm just like, what? But I don't know. So I hope that gave some of you some insight. Ahora mi gente, we're going to go ahead and take two steps back to the whole topic of student debt because I do want to touch on it just a bit. Nothing crazy. Or maybe it will get crazy. Who knows? It Just stick through it with me. But as I had mentioned, one of the articles I brought up this week, if you haven't already, please go ahead and follow my LinkedIn, IG threads, Twitter, porque on those platforms, y'all always get the first to know of like what I end up bringing into the podcast episode later on. So for example, this article. 
and about the different Latino trends. And it focuses on the different trends that it focuses on is hold on. Give me a second. Come on. Hold on. I just because it's a video. I have to wait till my my head moves away. I could forward it. Dame un momentito. Gosh, Estrella, how long is your head going to be in moments? Wait. There we go. Ha, ha, ha. I moved my head. Anyways, okay, so this article, A Look into Latino Trends in Higher Education, Enrollment, Completion, and Student Debt. Again, I'm going to go ahead and share it on the in the episode show notes. It talks about a lot of good things, but I really want to highlight the student debt one, especially because I've just been highlighting scholarship videos as consistently as I can for all of you. But many of us, so about 70% of Latina students are first-generation students. And typically, first-generation students come from poverty, low-income backgrounds with limited emotional support and many different barriers that play a factor in our higher education attainment. I don't know if I've ever really shared this on the podcast, but I definitely have shared it on my TED Talk, where when I started in community college, because yes, we're going back like back there till even high school, I was just in regular schmegler classes, but it's also because the high school I went to, it didn't, it like we had AP honors courses, but it wasn't to the extent of, more privileged area school districts where that district's curriculum is filled with AP and honors and different other types of support that comes out of mommy and daddy's pockets, taxpayers, whatever, you know, all that stuff for their stu- for their kids, their students in those higher um, higher end districts to have that type of learning to prep them for college. So for me and my high school is very, very basic. No era, you know, which is why when I started community college, I landed in the lowest writing course, which is so hilarious because look at where I'm at now. I literally like, I didn't even land in writing. I landed in reading. I was also an EL, an EL, ELD student all of high school. Also junior high, I always had two English classes. And... For my math, I landed in the lowest math. I think I landed in the second lowest math because there was one lower. But anyways, regards to all that, I it's pretty much safe to say that I just didn't have as many resources as a first-generation student. And I know a lot of you can relate that too, not just based on the conversations we've had on my social media platforms, but also based on what the research shows. First-generation students, we just don't have what the higher, like the non-first-generation, non-Latine students have. Now, what are many of us always advised to do after high school? Go to college. And to go to college, to get a good degree, build network. Well, nobody actually told me to build a network when I started. I'm just saying that now because I've learned it as a post-grad, but you know what I'm saying. Just make the most of the college experience because it's going to lead you to the American dream, right? Okay. But here's the thing. When you grow up very low income to the point where, yeah, you'll get FAFSA, yeah, you'll get Pell Grants, cosas así. But in this article, it also states that 
a lot of the first generation, honestly, a lot of the Latine students that even if they receive Pell Grants, they still have to rely on loans to pay for the rest of their college expenses, even though they are the ones that come from poverty, they're not enrolling into college or these institutions with a huge savings account that mom and dad saved for them all these years because no, that's, that's not happening. It's, you know... Which is so crazy to see porque, our, as the article states, the, our white college peers, they don't, they're not really reporting taking out as many or as much loans in comparison to the Latina students that come in low income. And I just think it's something important to reevaluate because I do know there is a lot of scholarships for us out there, but a lot of the times too, even if there are a lot of scholarships out there for us, whether it's for minority students, underrepresented, first gen, cosas así, applying to a, applying to scholarships is like another job. I mean, I easily, and I shared this last time, I easily put in, I can easily put in five, max 10 hours a week just looking for legit, credible scholarships especially those scholarships I'm looking for that are tied more to like organizations and stuff to share with all of you. If it takes me that long as someone who's just researching it to share with all of you, imagínase un actual student that is applying to these while also still working, while also still helping out at home, while also still taking their classes. And it, whether you're taking classes in the social sciences and STEM and humanities, it's all time and energy. And it's just so much to navigate that sometimes it's just like the student loan. And I know I've mentioned this in the past. Is it right? Is it wrong to take, stu- take out student loans? As I've mentioned previous millions of times, I, pre, student loans should just be canceled altogether, a thousand percent. But we just, it, we're not seeing that right now. Um, and I have an update with that too on the whole SAVE Act, which we'll touch on in a second. But I just, if you're in a position where you've taken out loans or you're going to just do what you can to plan your financial strategies, if you know what I'm saying. I don't want to advise y'all to be at another level like I was working a bunch of jobs. That's crazy. But if you find yourself in the position, I'm rooting for you. Same thing. If you don't do that and you do something else, I'm still rooting for you. But it's just, I feel like a lot of these institutions and a lot of the resources, the finances that are available to us that, you know, for Latina students, Hispanic students, it just needs to be better shared with us. And there just needs to be, there just needs to be like support. Like, I don't know, because for example, I don't know about you, but I know on my previous university campuses, there were like tutoring centers, resource centers. And a lot of the times there would be workshops for like resume building, workshops for this or that. I feel like because these universities already have these centers, they should implement something like a scholarship hour, right? Where, I mean, for crying out loud, these universities and colleges, they already have to 
share school-wide that they provide scholarships, right? I think most of the time you apply around fall or early spring, and then they announce the winners towards the end of spring semester, right? I mean, if they already do that, they might as well implement in their resource centers the ones that, you know, are catered towards, that already give workshops anyways, and just make it like scholarship focused, where a lot of students can come together and just work on applying to scholarships, helping one another, because a lot of the times too, we just need the safe space, the safe space to collectively work on this type of work together, but also be able to ask one another questions like, hey, how do you think I should apply to this? Hey, do you think this sounds good? Can I get your second feedback, you know? And hopefully somebody that works in academia or higher ed is hearing this part of the episode because I think it will make a big difference. It would definitely help, especially because, fun fact, in my interview today that I was having, in case you didn't know, Hispanic-serving institutions are colleges, universities, that ha- that their student population is at least 25% Hispanic. And these institutions that are able to categorize themselves as Hispanic serving institution because they have 25% of the students being Hispanics, then that means they are qualified under the higher ups. There's a fancy word for it, but I forgot the name. They could basically qualify under the state to receive more grants, more funding towards Latinx like, ah, oh, there was a right, I forgot the word for it because I don't have the article right in front of me, but I could basically support Latinx resources or can support creating more tools and things like that for us at the campuses because that university is labeled as HSI. So that's why if you're a university or college and you are owning the title of being a Hispanic serving institution as well to get all those extra funds, well, please respectfully use those funds a lot better to support us. And I'm sure there's a lot of work getting done behind the scenes that I probably don't know about that maybe you don't know about. But hey, closed mouths don't get fed, don't get fed right? But yes, me uh, look at me getting all sassy. And I know last week's episode, I was still touching on like student debt and things like that. But it's because honestly, the more I read about these articles and the more I just, you know, do this work, it's like everything ties back to money, the cost. For example, last week's episode, I touched upon how we this article from the Pew Research Center was sharing that yes there are higher enrollment rates of hispanic latino latine students but even though there's higher enrollment rates there's still not a lot of them finishing college overall for many different factors and of course one of them being financially because Maybe they can't afford to take out a student loan because they have to help out fam or vice versa. You know, just a bunch of things. But I guess, I don't know, this just this is the little era I'm at right now. And if I'm just meant to address it in these episodes as 
you know, frequently as I can, then I'm just going to do it because something's got to happen, right? Something, something. And I don't know. But I also like to stay mindful to make sure that, how can I say this? To make sure I don't sound like I'm just, I don't know, like complaining and not looking at the improvements because there are improvements. Like I had just mentioned, based on these articles, there are more Hispanic Latina students enrolling in these institutions. There are a lot of multicultural clubs that support us as students. There are centers on the college campuses that will help us with our writing, that will help us with our math. There's I know Hermanas Unidas, Hermanos Unidos, organizations like that, that are catered to support us. And I'll mention those. It's important. All of it is important. It's just, I try to watch myself, you know? Now, mi gente, transitioning to what I said, I would touch on, but then pause, and now I'm touching on it again. So the applications officially opened. Sorry, by the way, if you keep hearing dogs in the background, I th I'm sorry, but okay. So, student loans update. A few days ago, the applications have officially opened for the SAVE plan. Saving on a valuable education and President Biden hopes it will help out federal borrowers. So, you can apply right now and basically the SAVE plan is going to lead us as borrowers, anyone that's taken out loans, pues, to qualify for $0 monthly payments and unpaid interest will not pile up as long as people are making minimal, minimal payments. So as long as action is happening you, in regards to what you t you've taken out, you'll be good. Now, I definitely want to hear your thoughts. I know when new things roll out, there's just so many different thoughts and discussions in the air that sometimes... It's a little challenging to figure out how to put our thoughts together in regards to all of that. But if you want to share your thoughts, what you're thinking about this, again, you know how I feel. If we could just cancel student debt altogether, that would be great. We need that. Porque so many of us have goals and dreams that even stem out of academia. Like, you know, we kind of just... We got to get the ball rolling. So I'm looking forward to seeing positive outcomes come, come out because of this save plan. And I'll make sure to keep my eyes open with that and continue to update y'all with all of that. Okay, mi gente. Now, before we even start to trickle away from today's episode, I actually want to do a little activity with you. And you can do it, well, in your mind, or you can also write it down, whatever you want, even in your notes app, whatever it is you feel comfortable with. But it's something that I was doing today because you know how I mentioned that after all the craziness from earlier, I was just experiencing a lot of spiraling thoughts type of thing. But one of the things that helped me calm my spiraling thoughts was making a list of the current titles I have right now. And I'm going to share them with all of you. And then after I share them, I want you to think about the current titles you currently obtain. And I probably have missed some, and that's okay. But yeah, so here goes mine. Here are my current titles in no specific order. Podcast host, graduate, influencer, entrepreneur, TEDx speaker, content creator, founder, college and postgrad coach, 
thought leader, researcher, blogger, columnist, business owner, advocate, hermana, hija de inmigrantes, aspiring author. With so many titles, I want to be known as Estrellita, and I hope to get to a point one day where I won't have to explain what I do. Others will just know that Estrellita does cosas buenas. Now, after I did this, I don't know. I just had a lot of peace in my mind because it's like I took out all the, like, because I don't know. I've I've always been like this. Even when I first started, like, on Instagram and stuff, I don't like to say all the titles or all the hats I hold out loud because it overwhelms me. It stresses me, especially because I feel like for most of my life, I've always carried so many hats, just like all of us do, right? But today I decided to just take the initiative, subconsciously anyways, and say out loud all the titles I'm doing, all the titles I have, and, you know, recognize it, give my titles that I've earned the space, the recognition they deserve, but at the end, to just know that none of the titles matter because I am what matters most. You as an individual are so much more important than any degree, than any corporate position, than any project, than any silly stereotype, than any silly gender norm. You are way, way, way more important and valuable than all of those nonsense things that I just mentioned. And for me, if I could just be known as Estrellita and people honor, respect, and appreciate that and know that I do good things, I'm happy. And I want that for all of you because essentially all of us can attain that. All of us can attain that where it's just like we just want to be known as a person that could be respected, honored, and valued just for being them without all these titles. And don't get me wrong, we've earned our titles. I mean, we've graduated, we've applied to programs, we've done that extra work to earn these, you know, these other titles that are outside of academia type of thing. But just remember, you are more than any title. You you really are. And I just... I want to say more things about that, but again, it's just one of those, it's like, I don't know how to put the words together, but I know what I'm feeling when I say this. So remember that, okay? Nothing is more important than you, your character, what you're, you are as a person, because you are important, okay? And if I was able to sit down, write that list, and, you know, just feel empowered at the end of just... As long as I'm Estrellita, doing good things, I'm happy. I want you to give yourself the same permission to, you know. And there we go. But all right, mi gente. Unfortunately, it is time that we start to trickle away from today's episode. I had so much fun talking to all of you. I apologize for the dogs. I know last week my sister and her husband's dog, Tank, was barking for attention, but he would bark every 20 minutes. So I was able to like cut him out for the most part 
right now these dogs they're not even they're not even in my backyard they're like in the other houses but their barks are loud enough but it's okay i hope you forgive me at least they're not trains remember we used to have trains now we just have dogs barking type of thing but Thank you so much, Mahinder, for sitting down and sharing this space with me. If you haven't already, please subscribe, follow, rate, write a review, share this podcast, Cafecito con Estrellita. Please, please, please. It'll mean the world. Don't forget to follow me on all my socials. I'll make sure to share the Biden Save Plan Act article as well as the Unidos US article in regards to higher ed trends that Latina students experience. But, oh my gosh, you're just so amazing. Y recuerda, mijita, mijito, you are not lazy. You are just burnt out and need time to rest. Keep going. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. All right, mi gente. Cuídense y hablamos pronto. Adiós.